Good morning. Welcome. Welcome to the Last Mile Virtual Summit. I'm George Abernathy, the proud president of Freightways, and I'm thrilled that you're joining us for our keynote fireside chat with Eric Caldwell, the president of Last Mile Logistics from XPO Logistics. Good morning, Eric. How are you? Hey, good morning, George. Thanks for, uh, for having us on the show today uh, with Freightways. What an exciting time in our industry uh, to have lived through all of this. It's really remarkable, it is. Let me, let me do a little bit of level setting for everybody. So as I described, Eric is the president of Last Mile Logistics at XPO. Um, and I think that it's interesting for everyone to realize because many of us know XPO from all of the different um, places where they have leadership positions, but Eric leads XPO's Last Mile Business Unit in North America, which is the industry's largest provider of home delivery and installation of heavy goods. And let's do a little bit of statistics now. There's over 10 million deliveries per year with industry-leading satisfaction levels. The fully integrated national platform of last mile operations is positioned within 125 miles of 90% of the U.S. population. Now, Eric has a perfect background for that position and for his discussions with us today with more than 15 years of logistics leadership with companies and other positions at XPO. Hudson's Bay, Luxottica, and McKinsey. So Eric's background is perfect to be talking about this today, and also with the time that he uh, received his master's uh, of engineering at MIT. So Eric, I hope that's a good platform. Let's jump into it right now. It is an exciting time. It's a challenging time. I, I probably the, let's just leap right into it. How has the pandemic in your position and what you've seen, how has that changed the way that consumers shop? So, so the pandemic really has changed or at least accelerated the way consumers are shopping. Uh, George, let me ask you a question. When was the last time you went to a store and picked up a refrigerator or a piece of furniture in your truck? A long, long time ago. A long, long time ago. Um, and so we're seeing that last mile delivery piece increase correspondingly with the overall online demand for large goods. Um, and we're seeing people getting much more comfortable of ordering much faster service times and having other people in their houses. So that, that's tied very closely with this. The pandemic has really accelerated that change from in-store shopping, brick and mortar shopping to more online, which you know, for years now, online has been outpacing brick and mortar, but the pandemic probably pulled that ahead by two years of what we were expecting to be. And, and our major customer companies are saying the same thing, that they had a forecast for two to three years out of that growth, and they've already accelerated through that. Um, and the other part of this is I like to think of supply chain as your spine. And, and when you woke up this morning, how much time did you spend about thinking about your back? The mm, uh, Zero. So if you think about your back as the supply chain, most companies hadn't spent a lot of time thinking about their supply chains. They were optimizing for efficiencies and trying to be as lean as possible. And, and part of this consumer change is also a supply chain change where companies now are much more focused on agility and resiliency in their supply chains. And this manifested in the pandemic. Uh, we saw Consumer behavior is changing from in-store to online, and the online piece requires a lot more effort, a lot more distribution space, and a lot more labor, and it has a large component of delivery, both parcel and the last mile space where we play in the heavy bulky. So that accelerated all that by years, and 
we were able to step in and really increase our volumes this summer to something higher than what we were delivering last year in peak. So this consumer behavior is continuing on. We're seeing it strong through the last months, and we're forecasting a need for about 25 to 30% additional delivery capacity going into this peak season on top of what we were already running beyond peak from this summer. So let's stay with that on some of those online trends. And you talked about the, the, the pulling it, you know, two years uh, in the future is what we're seeing now. And, and some of the other things that you mentioned, I think, are really interesting that are, are becoming part of the, the new normal, uh, to, to, to use a phrase that's probably used too much. But what, what trends do you see living on after the pandemic ends? Well, we've done customer surveys post-COVID pandemic, and 94% of people are saying they're going to shop more online. And so that's a big indicator this is going to continue. Amazingly, 55% of people started a home improvement project during the pandemic. And so we're seeing more of that as well. If you look at the manufacturing supply chain right now for appliances and mattresses and exercise equipment, there's pent-up demand that those supply chains, can't, supply chains cannot keep up with right now. Uh, there's more demand with the changing landscape of the COVID than the manufacturers can produce. And so we're seeing you know, that shift in the supply chain based on consumer behavior to agility and resiliency, and we're seeing a lot more of the home delivery of those bigger items. Historically, October's a quieter month uh, in comparison to the end of the summer and then obviously the peak season. Um, but our forecasts are showing us that October's gonna remain very strong because you have the retailers trying to catch up with their supply chains going into this month and, and cleaning out the backlog around those categories. So as you think about it, that, that October, sort of the normal October now changing, do you, do you see this, the, the effect on the last mile business essentially saying what we thought or experienced before, whether it be October or next March, that really what previously occurred is out the window and we're, we're into that new normal and and, and the effect that that's had on the last mile business is going to be so extraordinary. So if you compare the seasonal trends we've seen over the past, we're seeing the rise in the network. We're seeing a closer partnership with XPO Direct and regional uh, warehousing for companies. And these two are integrated very closely together. And so we're seeing a lot of demand in that space because of the consumer change. And I think this is, this is here to stay. This is not changing. Uh, that consumer behavior was changing and this just intensified it. So it's interesting as you describe that and all of the pieces of the, the network that, that XPO's put together, um, it, it really shows that Last Mile is a really complex piece of the supply chain puzzle. What do you, what do you see that businesses need to do in order to get that Last Mile right? Yeah. So I think last mile is the most complex piece of the, the, the puzzle. And part of that's because you're at the end of the supply chain. So every upstream impact of raw materials, production, shipping, warehousing, you know, final transfer to the delivery hub, any hiccup or any issues in there manifest themselves in the final delivery. And the other part of that is it's complex because you're dealing with a number of activities, such as scheduling deliveries with customers, the consumers, going into their house and interacting with them, uh, you know, crossing the thresholds into their personal space. And the other part of this is that the big and bulky is a very emotional purchase. 
when you buy an appliance, when you buy a piece of furniture, when you buy an exercise equipment that's connected to the web and you bring that into your house, it's a very exciting purchase. So you have very high expectations around that. And so companies have to get everything perfect to make a perfect delivery. Uh, and for us, it's a very, very high percentage. Uh, and even in these higher volumes, when we benchmark ourselves against ourselves last year and others, you know, we're still improving and still at the very top. Um, but that has to work perfectly. And I think customers, the end consumer right now is very sensitive because there are delays around appliances and mattresses and exercise equipment. It's taking longer to get those into the delivery home and then do the delivery. So if you have a knot at home or if you have to reschedule a delivery, it's a lot more sensitivity around that than there's ever been before. Uh, and I think part of that too is related to the pandemic. Um, you know, I'm really proud of the frontline workers out in the warehouses, the truck drivers, you know, during this period really kept America moving. And I think there was a lot of concern across the country and supply chain stepped up and probably for the only time in our life was really recognized as true heroes of keeping the company moving. Uh, anecdotal story on that, I was driving from North Carolina to meet my daughter for the weekend in Ohio and bring her back. And I was driving through West Virginia at a Love's truck stop, uh, got gas, went inside, and the truck drivers were walking out and people were clapping for him and saying, thank you. Wow. I had never seen that before. It was so touching. Uh, you know, I think of us as that, that this your spine you don't think about, but in, but in supply chain, it's truly about invisibility. That's our superpower. If we do everything perfectly, last mile, trucking, warehousing, if you do everything perfectly, you're invisible. Uh, and that's kind of the golden standard. And for one time, this invisible industry, this huge industry that supports the entire country became very visible uh, for that period. And I think everyone in the country, U.S., Canada, uh, you know, across every company really appreciated how much passion uh, and focus went into that to keeping America moving forward and making sure people could order goods and get them at home. But there's sensitivity around that still, right? So you have delays on manufacturing, uh, and then you still have this this emotional tie to um, you know, I ordered a freezer and I couldn't get one last spring, you know, there were, there were none available. And so there's a very emotional period still, I think, you know, as we're coming through this, this crisis together. Uh, and I think one, people recognize how important their supply chain is and supply chain professionals. Uh, but I think there's also nervousness around, is there any disruption? You know, there's a fear that, you know, I won't get that piece now, you know, it's, everything's in delay. It, re it really is. It's a wonderful experience that you described at the Love's Truck Stop and um, that appreciation, which Oftentimes, I don't want to say it seems like lip service when people, you know, are thanking the, you know, the folks who really have made such a difference. But, you know, the the things that are, you know, we, the country stops without trucking, and you know, you will, we will have a very different experience within our country if people like XPO's last mile don't deliver the things that we need. But let's let's think about that. You guys you guys have done that terrific work and you've delivered those items that um, are surging 25 and 30 percent over the over the next uh, month uh, or so. So now that's there, but there's going to be some percentage of the consumers that are desirous to send it back that the something about that you know is causing a return how how important is you know is the role that xpo's last mile plays in that and are you seeing any trends in that returns are the most complex uh, activity we do in the industry and if you look at online shopping in the parcel space you have something between 15 and 25 percent return rate 
Uh, and so, you know, George, if you order something and you tried on three sweaters and you found the one you like and you send the other two back in a box, uh, you know, paperwork might be there, might not be there. If that's 20% of a retailer's inbound volume to their warehouse, that in essence probably is their largest vendor, right? It's not being shipped overseas on a common pallet with common ASN and standard paperwork. It's being shipped back in from the consumer. So it's incredibly complex. At XPO, we do this both regionally <clears throat> for a number of customers. We also do dedicated large-scale return centers that process much quicker, leverage all our technology and automation to get the, process, the piece processed back in, get it back on the shelf <clears throat> and available to sell within the same season. So we do this on large scales. When I flip the last mile, our return rate for most customers is around 10%. So it's a bit better than apparel and the parcel piece, but still 10% of big and bulky goods is a lot. And so if we think of last mile delivery, we also have to think that for 10% of the time, it's the first mile return. And those go hand in hand. And so we've built our connect, our connect tool to really allow us to visualize these returns, to track at a much more granular level, to using automation inside the system to generate uh, expected return that in essence, when you bring it back in, it's already created against the item that's in the warehouse. So when it comes off the truck, you're fully expecting it, kind of like a fake ASN to be received against. And it ties to billing as well, because that's an incredibly complex piece. So if we had a magic wand, I think everyone in this conference would wave it and make returns disappear if they had one wish. Uh, unfortunately, that doesn't exist. So the, really the question is, how do, how do the best companies handle returns better for our clients, for our customers? And we've built a whole task force returns team, a cross-functional team, just focused on returns. I think we do a really good job there, but I want us to be so amazing. It's not just handling the returns of the deliveries we're doing today, but where customers are looking at us to kind of help them with that first mile return piece. And how do we do more in the metro area? Take returns in, determine if they're first quality, turn around and allocate them to a different customer so you don't have to send them back. And if they're second quality, determine if you want to sell them in the metro area or send them back to a regional or a coastal DC. And if they're, if they're destroyed, why well, ship that all the way back to a, a you know, customer's distribution center many, many miles away or many states away just to dispose of them. So I think there's a big opportunity here for us to play even more. And that's what our team is focused on. It's really interesting, Eric. Let's, let me um, sort of uh, build on the opportunities that um, Freightways viewers have had in previous conferences to have the XPO leadership like Brad Jacobs or Mario Herrick talk about the investments in technology. It, in listening to the complexities that are challenging that last mile and that most complex puzzle piece in the, in the supply chain puzzle, it, there's got to be a commitment that, that XPO's really brought to the technology that is a difference maker for how you're able to provide the service levels that you do. Yeah, so George, we as a company invest around $550 million a year into our technology, uh, both automation and software. And, and I think this is part of what we call the secret sauce of our success, because we have the Connect platform that gives us visibility and tracking across all the transportation, across the warehousing, across the last mile delivery, down to the contract delivery team uh, with handhelds and the consumer interaction. This allows consumers to do uh, paperless or touchless signing of proof of delivery, to do the surveys online without having to touch anything inside the house. So it's really part about the teams are in the house, uh, customers have told us they feel very comfortable with teams in a house, whereas only 50% of customers in our survey said they felt comfortable going back to the store, even with social distancing, right? So part of this is how do we go into a person's house, 
The other part is we have a global platform around our WMX, which is a cloud-based warehouse management system. Mm-hmm. And we use this across the supply chain, direct, and the last mile hubs. Every, every last mile hub in the U.S. Uh, implemented this, and Canada will be finished by the end of October with our sites there. And this gives us that end-to-end visibility for the consumer, for the customer, uh, both on the warehousing side and the delivery side. Uh, and this is part of that secret sauce that how do we maintain really high levels of service and high levels of efficiency? It's through this technological investment. It's pretty obvious when you know we talk about the technology, we talk about the challenge, talk about the opportunity, gets you going pretty well. I can tell you, you, you know, you you've got it. So, um, what what looking forward and and as you described, a couple of years of opportunity have been pulled pulled forward, if you will. What what gets you excited? What 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 really has you excited as you look ahead um, for last mile logistics and how, how XBO will, con- will continue to be a differentiator in that market. I think the first thing I'd like to say is, and Brad Jacobs talked about this in the investor meeting, it's how important our focus on safety was and, and not reacting to COVID, but being proactive around it. And all the things that happened around safety of our associates and making sure we were safe to get back to work and that we protected our, our team. The, one of the coolest things around that is we have an internal website, a social uh, website that you can post. And during that time frame, people from around the world were posting best practices and sharing best ideas of how do we go out of our way to really protect uh, our workforce and get everyone back to work. So that's number one, and that will continue to excite us. Number two is um, our commitment to delivering for our customers. And so Brad said, you know, priority number one is safety of our team. Priority number two is the shipping and warehousing and the the needs of our customers. And so those remain number one and two, no matter what. If I go beyond that and I start to think about this peak, this peak will be the Mount Everest of peaks. And for us, this is our super, right? There's a lot of passion around what we do. And the team is very proud of the fact that we've handled a lot of additional volume over the summer while having improving service levels. And we want to go into this peak period and really prove um, that we're ready for the Super Bowl and ready to do this. So that's the other part. And then the final piece is continuing to leverage our technology to really make a difference in the industry, use more of that for the return piece and the most complex, provide more visibility to customers and the end consumer, uh, and really differentiate that service experience for them. It's a, it's a great analogy talking about the Super Bowl. Um, getting there, having that opportunity presented to you is one thing, but playing your best game in the Super Bowl, that's the dream. And it sure sounds like that's what, that's, what you're, that's what you're feeling like right now. So we're coming down to the end of our time. I sort of want to just turn a, a little bit, uh, you know, inward. People like it when we're having these conversations to kind of understand where the, you know, leadership in our industry, what gets them going. And it's obvious that your business does and it, sh- and it should. But I can ask to ask a relatively simple question. What's, what's the favorite part of your job? I love the people I work with. Um, we have an amazing team. Uh, and I'm, I'm just, I, every day I feel fortunate to have such a great team around me at all the different levels. And, and I will tell you, I walk into most meetings uh, pretty energetic. And I, I walk out of those meetings even more energized. Uh, when I'm in the sites, I was on the field last week in Louisville and Indianapolis and Cincinnati, and I posted that on the internal work site of, you know, here's the photos of the sites and how proud I was of how they looked. 
uh, the caliber of the people I had a chance to talk with. And I said, you know, I walked in here pretty excited and I walked out of here even more excited for all the great things that are happening uh, and just the passion that's been shown out there in the field. So that, that by far is my favorite thing. It's almost unfair I get to work with such a great team. That's a, uh, that's a great way to kick off this virtual conference. I want to say thank you. I, I genuinely appreciate Eric. Eric Caldwell, the president of Last Mile Logistics at XPO Logistics. Eric, you've got this place fired up. We are ready for a fabulous day. I want to thank you for this. You really, you really got me jazzed. So I'm sure, that the, I'm sure that the rest of the watching community are really looking forward to the balance of the day. Thank you for, thank you for what you and the drivers and everybody at XBO has done through uh, what has already been presented to us. And thank you for doing this with us today. Really appreciate it. Uh, George, thank you so much for having us here, having me here personally, representing the team. We're extremely excited about what's happening in the industry and being part of this and really look forward to this season uh, and doing a great job for our customers. So enjoy the conference, everyone, and uh, appreciate you letting us come out and talk for a little bit. So thank you for that. Thank you, Eric. And to everyone for the balance of your day, enjoy the conference. Stay excited about this. You're going to see some great content for the balance of the day. Enjoy. Thank you.